Hey everyone here and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host Tom Quee. I want to say thank you at the top of the episode for listening to this episode. You must be a diehard fucking Metallica fan or a Lou Reed fan or indeed an Alpha Metallica fan because today we are tackling Junior Dad. This is the song that closes Lulu. This is, I believe, the band's longest song. It closes their longest record, all 87 and a half minutes of Lulu. And just before we get to today's song, please follow the show at MetallicaPod. Get at me, MetallicaPod at gmail.com. I'm going to read out two emails today. I really appreciate people who correspond, give feedback, you know, how they feel about um, certain judgments or takes or, or whatever. You know, let me know what you think of the songs, Junior Dad included. Patreon is there, patreon.com forward slash AlphaMetallica. Huge fan to everyone that does support on there. Essentially, what happens is all the episodes, like the episode I record today, go on there first. So if you want to listen to stuff weeks, months before they come out, you can help support there. Uh, we've got iTunes as well leave us a review on itunes and you know we're getting deep into the alphabet right now uh jay so i think that's pretty much halfway actually i think m's halfway so you know we're near enough uh sort of there so yeah and one of the things that i really like about the show is that we have returning guests you know we have people we have a good time on our initial chats stuff comes back around i can't believe it's been like 10 months since i last had tommy on for dream no more but today he returns tommy how's it going that's going quite well how you doing man I'm good. I'm good. You um, you mentioned a, a nursing final and your first today, and I was like, no better way to celebrate than talking a bit of junior dad, right? <laughs> oh yeah, and you know, it's nice to uh, to have at least a few days off of uh, from studying and such. So any break in nursing school is definitely uh, well received. <laughs> hell, 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 yeah, man! Very, very admirable pursuit. And just before we get to today's song, um, I want, as I said before, we get emails, uh, metallicapod at gmail.com. Just want to get into two emails very quickly. Uh, first one comes from Aurelaine Moreau. I know I've butchered that name before. I'm probably butchering it again. Apologies, Aurelaine. Um, a patron as well. Thank you very much. It says, hello there. Uh, the last episode of Single Podcast Theory, which is, of course, incredible Pearl Jam podcast by Masseurs Brad Lyons and Blazik. Um, the last episode of po- Single Podcast Theory is literally an homage to Alpha Metallica. Now, when I got this email, I was thinking have they just done like a tribute episode on me for no reason and then i checked and they'd actually just done an episode on corduroy the pearl jam great pearl jam song so like we do on these shows they just went through the the song and uh, it was very very interesting analysis uh the last episode was literally an homage to alpha talica it gives me an excuse to send you this mail i've almost caught up on all episodes of the show i really enjoy the ride and just want to say thank you have a nice day so yeah thank you very much Aurelina. i really appreciate that are you, are you much of a pearl jam guy tommy I've been meaning to get into them for quite a while, hmm. um, especially um, you know listening to uh, to your show and and uh, metal up your podcast. And oh yeah, hearing everyone everyone and their mother pitching uh, <laughs> pitching. Um, oh, I'm blanking on their name. Single podcast. And so theory. I've, I've done yes, mm-hmm. single podcast theory. Thank you. Um, I've done a very sh- shallow dive so far. You know, I know the hits and I've uh, listened to ten a few times mm. and it's stuff that I'm really enjoying, but. Uh, I'm I'm far behind enough on content as it is. So yeah, uh, I mean, it gets to a point in your life. There's just there's too many bands. It's like I've I've never listened to Tool, and I know that I'd love them, but it's just you know what I mean. I'd rather listen to like I'm getting to Journey. Uh, I'm going through Journey's discography, and it's like there's only so many hours in a day. I mean, as a nursing student, you know that more than most. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and. Uh... Yeah, I mean, between all the podcasts I'm behind on, and I just very recently got caught up on your show and Metal Up Your Podcast and the, like, what, two other Metallica podcasts yeah. I listen to. <laughs> um, just just in those alone, I'm, I'm behind. But, uh, yeah. yeah, trying to pa- pile on more stuff like that, it's 
Yeah, it's a chore. <laughs> it, it is, it is. So I appreciate you listening and uh, coming on the show. And just before we get to today's song, one final email from someone that's became somewhat of a meme on uh, Metal Your Podcast, Mr. Danny Derryberry. Um, this is someone that is going to be on Alpha Metallica in a little while. We're going to be doing Nothing Else Matters. It's going to be a really good episode. And he was basically just chasing up on uh, an album that I referenced in a past episode saying, Hey Tom, love to hear you mention my favourite Aussie album and my favourite B-side, Hellraiser. So I, I mentioned No More Tears. Don't know if you're aware, you probably are, I actually wasn't, uh, of Lemmy's involvement on this album. Well, I was aware of his involvement, yeah. It's a cool footnote on what was another watershed moment for The Godfather. A Motorhead's recorded version of Hellraiser on the March or Die album, which is criminally underrated. Check it out if you haven't. Anyways, can't wait to speak on the show. Be warned, Alpha Metallica will never be the same again peace out homie i mean tommy <laughs> your aussie knowledge you much of an aussie cat oh um not really um mm. i i of course i know the you know obligatory you know crazy train oh yeah um a handful of songs from no more tears um mr crowley you know the mm-hmm. the greatest hits so to speak yeah. um but yeah that's just yet another artist on a never ending expanding uh list of bands i still have to get into like yeah yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm actually right there with you with uh with tool um and it certainly isn't uh helped by the fact that their music isn't available on yeah. any streaming service I, I was, whatsoever I was gonna say that. even for purchase they, they <laughs> must be one of the only bands left because even like the the stalwarts acdc zeppelin metallica they've all given in yeah and i know that the beatles for yeah, the Beatles, longest yeah. time were resisting and resisting and then eventually they, there was this huge huge uh deal when it finally when they finally cracked because so many people were were after that yeah yeah uh, well uh, you know the final artist that i want to ask you about is um lou reed so to, you know obviously we've gone through all the episodes go back we've gone through the sort of biography how this project came together but were you much of a Lou Reed guy before listening to this? Were you aware? Um, not really. I mean, you know, of course, I know his name mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, who he is and what he's famous for. Um, but I I mean, like, you know, gun to my head, I couldn't tell you like a single like Velvet Underground song or right. um, or any of his other like solo stuff. Um, so it was definitely, it left me with, relatively fewer expectations going into uh this album and this song um with the exception of the glowing reviews i've heard from everyone in there (laughs) (laughs) one of of the things we normally say on the show is there is a recipe for lulu songs essentially it will be a a giant fuck off riff that doesn't really change that that, that's meatier than all of alabama but you know really doesn't have (laughs) have much variation james will be kind of growling in the backdrop somewhere and lou will be burbling in this kind of stream of consciousness you know sal paradise bukowski sort of thing now junior dad doesn't have really any of that it's the very ambient song and you could even accuse Lou of having some 
melody and some lucidity to his ideas and you know I don't really know Lulu that well I've purposely kept it that way and kind of done it you know both for critical appreciation also because I don't really want to listen to it to be honest with you but listen to this song over the past week or so this was a real left field surprise on an album that in of itself is you know a bit of an outlier yeah certainly um I actually didn't really spend any time whatsoever with this album or mm. any of the songs on it until I, I pretty much just listened to them as they came up on your show. Yeah. <laughs> um, until I started prepping for this um, particular one, you know, I, I actually listened to the album all the way through a couple times, um, especially to a have something to slightly better compare it to, you know, in terms of, of context with the other songs, but also, listening to the song in the context of its album, because as the ending song and <clears throat> half of it being basically just ambient outro, which we'll mm. get to later. Um, it's especially as a, when, when you're looking at a song, it can really help if it's happens to be the intro or final song on an album it can help to kind of put it into that perspective definitely and it begins with the ambience as you mentioned sort of lou humming kind of becoming one with the the thrumming strings uh, the, the backdrop's very sallow it reminds me a little bit of say uh, boards of canada the the scottish electronic duo or say apex wow. twin or something where things are lurking beneath it's not really a kind of brian eno stars of the lid thing where it's just a single note there's kind of you know there's different manufacturers different machinations going on here and then the guitar comes in which it's kind of a nice sort of arpeggio figure it reminds me a little bit of the cure i don't know about you uh yeah well i'm <laughs> add another band to the list that i've uh, not quite gotten to know quite <laughs> me, well me, but, me uh... too really but i just sort of know their sort of poppy affectations like to me it one of my notes that i put down is actually it doesn't exactly sound unlike unforgiven three mm. um the riff with the um and but you know besides that familiarity or 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 what have what whatever you'd call it um i rather like it um mm. it's it's really it's simple um i i kind of took went into this track um after the first time i heard it several months ago um revisiting it now i've i kind of went into it remembering that it was largely atmospheric and and very loose and and just like a light jam type thing. So I, you know, <laughs> mitigated my uh, expectations appropriately. <laughs> um, and I, I think, you know, for, for what it is, this, this song's actually quite enjoyable. Um, yeah. Especially, in, you know, taking it as, you know, basically, you know, what it is is just a poem over a landscape. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, or I think, soundscape, I should say. I think I think it's one of the big successes of the record, and I I agree. I I do really really like this song, 
and it's grown on me the more and more that I've listened to it. And it really is those sort of two parts because the final 10 minutes or so, as you say, is this kind of just celestial backwash, you know, um, not much really yeah. going on. Doesn't really have the fingerprints of James or Lars or any of the, you know, the, 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 the teammates there on it. And guitar-wise, again, it is kind of anchored to that arpeggio. Occasionally, they have some sovereignty of their own. The notes will move up and down. There's a delicacy. There's a, a spirituality to the whole occasion. Um, but I, I, and I think it's Lou's best performance, actually. I think there's a fragility, both in the writing and the way that he's singing, that's it's quite moving. Mm, yeah. Um, this is one song where, well, A, it's more or less the only song that has much of a hint of melody to the mm-hmm. to his vocal line um but also listening to that tone and quality of his voice um it's really reminiscent for me of uh johnny cash's hurt mm. um where you know you can hear in his voice he's old he isn't quite what he used to be he's seen a lot of shit through his life <laughs> like yeah. um and I, I feel like this is especially really like one song on the album where his voice actually did a pretty good service to it mm-hmm. i guess lyrically you know it's centered around uh this fraternal abstraction this father figure and i always took the sort of junior dad image as being like you know an old man uh lost uh, absent of faculties reverts back to a child you know kind of helpless in mm. that way um he speaks about the brain that was once listening now shoots out its tiresome message uh my dad my dead father has the motor and he's driving towards an island of lost souls say hello to junior dad age withered him and changed him into junior dad psychic savagery he talks about as well which is kind of the mental deterioration i love the first verse as well i think the first verse is really quite affecting the the idea of drowning with one arm and yeah i I didn't really expect to like this song as much as i did tommy to be honest oh yeah same here um especially um you know these lyrics are relatively you know kind of you know a lot of question and answer and and slightly well they leave a lot for interpretation um and i feel a one of the main like ongoing themes musically and lyrically in this song is um introspection um it's you know the level of complexity that the that the instrumental track is at and a lot of the you know these types of questions that he's asking in the lyrics um really i feel allow for a lot of introspection um actually last last night i was listening to the song it was um about half an hour before i was going to be uh, going to bed i had the lights off i was just waiting for uh the, i had a fire in my fireplace um, I was just kind of waiting for it to die down. Um, and I just sat there playing this song on, you know, like a medium low volume and just like sipping on some scotch. And I have to tell you, it was quite an enjoyable experience. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know most people listening to this episode probably haven't listened to this song. So I, I do want to urge, as I always do, to go out 
and check this out. I mean, you know, Lulu famously was savaged uh, in the media. Uncut, mm. which is a, a great music magazine over here in the UK, gave the record a positive review, and it did single out Junior Dad, actually, calling it, quote, breathtaking and astonishing, a perfect ending to the most extraordinary, passionate, this is in general, of Lulu, and just plain brilliant record that either participant has made for a long time. I mean, I can't really get on board there, but I can definitely, you know, <laughs> with, with the opening half, um agree and i think that i think it just all comes together and there isn't you wouldn't really know it was metallica like if you listen to like cheat on me or brandenburg gate regardless of james in the background you can just sort of feel them in the riffs their blood coursing through but here it doesn't really necessarily feel uh there's too much james happening and there are other musicians i should say on the track um which is quite rare for lulu jessica troy is on viola and rob Vassaman um, is on the stand-up bass and he uh, did a little bit of research is a huge sort of musicians musician sort of guy played with Van Morrison and Brian Wilson and, and Neil Young and Jackson Brown and so it's, it's cool that he got involved there I think he's got quite a um, eclectic uh, solo repertoire as well but um, yeah all in all there's a real nice texture there's a real kind of state of grace to the song and the the final 10 minutes, Tommy, that sort of ambient exploration there, what, what do you make of that section? Well, um, one of my uh, one of my notes that I put down was, uh, well, people who thought that Outlaw overstays its welcome must love this song. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, if you're with Lulu and with this song, it, it it helps to think of these pieces in their context, take them for what they are. Um, and while I certainly do feel it <laughs> kind of drows on a little too long, sure. um, by a little, I mean, you know, maybe yeah. two, three minutes tops would have been, would have been like the sweet spot but i mean it's 19 uh, minutes like not many songs in music are this long like it's very long yeah and usually when they're that long there's more stuff going on yeah if it's like dream theater there's like you know a piano solo and a guitar solo and a bass or whatever or it's like a long poem or something but this is literally just sort of ambient undulating noise yeah um and while it isn't the worst thing to listen to frankly it's mm. it's it's quite um you know it, it doesn't it doesn't you know great you or it doesn't you know it, it could be there's a lot worse things to listen to for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah um but it really does get a bit boring um yeah oh and uh one thing i was uh wanted to ask you is did you see the video of their performance of this song with oh, Lou? i saw it was in my recommend i haven't actually watched it what's it like Mm. Um, I watched it uh, just before um, just before you called. It was mm. uh, the well. First off, they cut it at the ten minute mark. You know, right, right, where everything com- goes out. Um, so that definitely did quite a bit of a service to it. Um, but it was really quite an enjoyable um, performance. You know, the the lighting and the cutting of uh, how they you know, cut different camera angles and such together um, on just about all of the guys just looking at them. You can tell that they're, well, 
there's actually this one part uh, shot where it shows a close-up of Lars, um, and I wrote, uh, he's either really, really feeling the song or falling asleep. Because, <laughs> like, his head's slightly back, his eyes are closed, his eyebrows are kind of, like, slightly sure. twitching. Um, <laughs> um, but, um, and also at the end of, of the uh, the video, um you know, James goes to the mic and and specifically says like, "Hey, I, you know, I hope all you enjoyed that as much as we did." Mm. Um, and like you, and there's actually that guitar lead after it dies down, um, and he does the last um, like "Say Hello to Junior Dad" and, and those lines. Yeah. Um, where it's where it's more spoken on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, a he added a little bit of melody to it, which uh, I really liked. And also, um, one thing I didn't think to pick up on um, was that guitar. Um, it's kind of a lead, I guess. It's it's. it's I wouldn't quite call it a solo, but um, I guess you could call it a solo. Anyway, um, uh, that was actually James. Yeah. Uh, which um, anytime there's a song with a. Uh, uh, solo from james i'm pretty happy um his solos are pretty all are for the most part usually pretty tasteful yeah really enjoyable they suit the music very well um <clears throat> versus kirk sometimes um <laughs> <laughs> no you're right yeah he has this innate sense of uh melody that always complements his surroundings and the song meant a lot to, to both guitar players. Um, apparently on hearing the completed song for the first time, both lead guitarist Kirk Hammett, this is a quote, and singer James Hetfield reduced to tears. Uh, Hammett said, I just lost my father literally three or four weeks previously. I had to run out of the control room and I found myself standing in the kitchen sobbing away and something else extraordinary happened right after that. James came into the kitchen in the same condition. He was sobbing too. It was insane. He managed to take out both guitar players in Metallica in one fell swoop with his amazingly poetic lyrics and he came into the kitchen and he was laughing he looked at james and i and said that's a good one huh mm. Crazy. that's great what, what i image? love that mm. i mean what else you know for for a song like this you know what what more could you hope for yeah. <laughs> i mean i would imagine it takes quite a lot to reduce Hetfield to tears. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I he's, think he's a pretty, you know, stone-faced kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, Kirk probably cries, like, weekly over some rare Godzilla poster, but, no, I think Hetfield... Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Hetfield's ever shed one, to be honest. So, yeah, that is that is pretty... And, you know, Lou... Yeah. Lou he he might have dropped a tear when he was engulfed in flame that yeah. one time. <laughs> Maybe. It was probably Maybe. sweat rather than a tear, but, yeah. I think it looked like a tear. <laughs> um, and if, apparently Lou Reed um, was telling Mojo, what I just quoted was from Mojo again, um, that uh, he, he didn't want to talk about the song. He he said it's very difficult that one i'll leave that one alone for us you heard it it does what it does some things you don't explain and someone else who was majorly affected by this song was the king of all media the shock jock himself radio personality howard stern 
Apparently, he had originally dismissed Lulu. Really? Yeah, he had originally dismissed Lulu when it dropped, and he was subsequently won over by the track. (laughs) He said, quote, I listened to Junior Dad at least ten times over. It is fantastic. The whole thing is just very moving. I was moved to tears, and the music is as good as any symphony. I think if you sit and listen Mm. to it for 90 minutes, it will just wash over you. I'm telling you, this is a great song. I listened to it at least ten times, and it got better and better and better. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is one of those songs that, especially the more you listen to it, the more you pick up on various nuances and themes and, and um, you know, you have certain realizations about, you know, whatever may be being said in the lyrics. Mm. Um, it's just yeah. really surprised me how, mu- how moving the track ended up being. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again is why I only partially take issue with the uh, overlong outro, um, because it's again because it's a song of largely of inspiring reflection. It's it suits it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of gifting you a meditative space, isn't it? To sort of dwell and ponder, and that's a very poncy thing to say, but <laughs> it's kind of kind of in vogue of the track. And um, yeah, it's it's easily my favorite song of Lulu. And I, again, I haven't heard everything off Lulu. Like we've covered Dragon as well, and we must have covered other stuff. Iced Honey, we did recently. Yeah, uh, oh, Iced Honey, that was a good episode. Yeah. Um, what else? Cheat on me. Cheat on um, me. We've done yeah. Brandenburg Gate. Um, Brandenburg Gate. Yeah, that was an early episode with John. So we still got Little Dog to cover. We've done Frustration. I did that on my own. So we haven't got much left. We've got The View to cover. Pumping <laughs> Blood. Mistress Dread. Um, Little Dog, and that's it. So we haven't got too much. We've broken the back essentially of Lulu. And again, people, if you've not heard this track. You know, you got twenty minutes to spare. It's the length of a sitcom episode, you know. Just if you're not in the mood for Parks and Rec or something, just put on um, put on Junior Dad, chill out, uh, and uh, yeah, let it envelop you. Any any closing thoughts on the track, Tommy? Um, hmm. not really. I'm looking over my notes. It looks like I've yeah. I think we've uh, pretty much said all of my thoughts with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. And again, um, the, you know, lo- lots of people out there have bones to make about Lulu, but I bet most people haven't listened to all of Lulu, and they certainly probably wouldn't have got to the final track. And I, I, what you said before was very true about listening to the final song and allowing that to sort of couch your appreciation of the album. It's always an interesting thing to do, you listen to the last song first and um, see what that was trying to say. So, um, yeah, everyone listening, you know, give Junior Dad another chance. Go check it out. Maybe you'll hate it again. That's fine. Let us know in the comments. Metallicapod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to come on the show as well. Um, we've got not really anything open, to be honest, for the next year or so. Uh, next week, I have uh, the man himself, Mr. Clint Wells from Metal at Your Podcast. We'll be doing Just a Blow yeah. Away. And then we've got Killing Time, King Nothing, Leper Messiah, and Little Dog from Lulu. So it's going to be a fun month or so upcoming. Tommy, is there any any projects or anything you'd like to promote? Um. Not really. Um, school's kind of taking over of uh, all of my time. Um, although um, I did, I I, rem- I realized um, in our last episode, uh, you didn't uh, you didn't ask me your your classic ending questions. Did I not? Did I did I skip those? 
No, we we kind of uh, we kind of ended uh, slightly um, expeditiously. Okay, okay. Well, <laughs> uh, apologies for that. Um, what is your favorite Metallica song? Uh, hands down, my favorite song of all time. Um, not just you know, you know, mm. both Metallica and otherwise has to be "Fade to Black." Oh, um, yeah. Just a brilliant composition. And also just, you know, means a lot to me personally. You know, it's, I've, I've had a lot of parts of, you know, moments in my life that were really that song just really just pulled me through some pretty dark shit. Mm. Um, and so, you know, for that, it's easily my favorite, although the distinction of their greatest song would probably have to go to um, Orion personally. Wow, you're a man after my own heart, really, because yeah, Fade to Black and Orion are definitely in my top five. I think, yeah, they're some of the best material. Orion is just, it just hits something within me, just deeper than most songs. It really, and it's a real testament to the power of instrumental music as well. And coupled with the death of Cliff just makes it all the more potent. And yeah, yeah, Fade to Black, um, I definitely can go. What about um, favourite album? Uh, Favourite album, uh that's tough hmm. um i i feel like it changes depending on the week um <laughs> lis- listening back to uh to the album uh with clinton ethan and their ride the lightning episode recently oh yeah um i did realize that there's a seemingly uncountable mom- amount of moments in the record that just give me the chills mm-hmm. um so i might have to finally commit and say that that's my number one um although i would still rank uh master and and honestly load slash reload pretty high high up too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i can't well i I can't kind of argue with that but i'm not going to but yeah ride and master certainly (laughs) are uh are are masterpieces Uh, favorite member um of all time probably cliff um yeah he's the reason why i learned how to why i decided to learn how to play bass you know the first time i listened to anesthesia i found out that was a bass (laughs) i was just immediately just like okay i gotta get me one of those (laughs) (laughs) um and also just all of the stories that i've heard from the boys from people in other bands you know scott ian has some great stories and Mm -hmm. and from you know hearing you know, interviews uh, of his dad um, yeah. and all the just everything I've heard about him as a person is just just seemed like an excellent dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Concur, definitely concur again. Um, yeah. and have you seen and the ba- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, sorry. And, and I was going to say, not even to mention like you know his musical contributions. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, his influence is still felt. Uh, so so vibrantly what about um seeing the band live you seen them live at all uh yeah i've seen them uh five times uh most recently in the last uh on the uh stadium arena stadium Mm. tour stadium tour um although my number one standout show that i've been to with them was uh the big four festival Mm. in uh in indio california oof um just two particular moments there where uh you know i was going through some tough stuff at the time and uh them playing fade to black with about 75 to 100 thousand people singing along 
Mm. That's that's the best therapy you could hope for. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and also, I got to see the first ever uh, full length performance of Orion in the U.S. Damn. Um, which was just like when I heard it, you know, when the song started playing, everyone just went buck wild. Yeah. Oh, that. I, I, yeah. I, when I saw them in Birmingham, I you know didn't get to see Fade to Black. They did obviously obviously didn't do Orion. Mm. Uh, didn't do <clears throat> Creeping Death. You know, there's a few songs you want to see. So yeah, definitely seeing Fade and Orion yeah. would have been would have been insane. And um, final question. Obviously, I know the answer isn't going to be Tool or Pearl Jam. Uh, <laughs> what, what's a band you could do a podcast on like this? Um. I mean, there's there's a decent amount of bands that I would like to do that very few people have heard of. Um, you know, most city soundtrack and say anything are two okay. um, bands that I've always loved. But um, probably my top two would be between Lincoln Park, mm. um, Chester Bennington. As a as a I mentioned, I play bass, but more than anything, I I I'm a singer. Um, and Chester Bennington is just his influence on my vocal styling and how I like to sing and is just humongous. Um, that, that'd be cool. I mean, to, to be honest with you, Hybrid <clears throat> Theory and Meteor are the only albums that I know well. Um, and mm-hmm. Reanimation, the, the, the remix one. Oh. But that, that's yeah. a good, that's a good record, by the way. That's, that, there's some really cool oh, yeah. remix. The crawling remix on that is, is insane. But yeah, if a Linkin Park podcast is a good shout, that'd be really good. Oh, yeah. Um, one thing I would suggest is check out their album, A Thousand Suns. Okay. Just a magnificent, um, concept album about, uh, you know, nuclear war and uh, the fears of humanity mm. okay. and it's wonderfully produced um rick rubin had his uh, had his hands on that um although you know he's slightly absentee usually in his projects but it was still f- phenomenally produced um but yeah besides then i would uh, besides lincoln park i'd have to say uh, a day to remember i i love a day to remember <laughs> they're, they're a yeah, fucking they're... great band like I, I for those who have heart what a record Oof. yeah especially considering it came out in what was like 2008 was it early oh nine mid oh nine was homesick i think i think it, their first out i think oh seven for those that have heart yeah. it's like yeah and not a whole lot of bands were doing that you know mixing the no. you know powerful pop punky hooks with with just you know good screams and and solid breakdowns and heavy meaty riffs like yeah 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 they're fucking homesick as well that's a great record that's a really good record i mean i've got to be honest after that i listened to bits and i I like what i've heard but that those two records are just oh so the downfall of us all i just my life for hire like what what's that what's the ballad that closes homesick with that girl singing with him that's a really good song as well Oh, if it means a lot to if you. If it means a lot to you, yeah, that's great. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. song. Um, yeah. Their their voices complement each other so well, and the harmonies at the end oh. in the big bombastic outro is just. Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Brad Blazik of Single Podcast Free, he's a giant Data Remember fan. Oh, really? Yeah, he's, he, I think he takes his daughter to go see them, but he's just became a big fan, you know, by proxy. But yeah, he's mentioned them a few times actually. 
Nice. Yeah. So, nice. Uh, but, but yeah, no, good choices. Again, Linker Park podcast, Data Room podcast. I would listen to them straight away. So, you know, maybe in the future, after you get the, the career on track, little little project. But, um, you know, nonetheless, Tommy, this has been a treat to speak to you, to go through this song. Again, people, check out Junior Dad. Give it another chance. Go back through the archives. You know, Alpha Talic has been going for... I don't know, 18 months or so, something like that. Or, you know, not necessarily two years now, but closing in on that. And subscribe, Patreon, iTunes, whoever you want to support, comment. So greatly appreciate. Thank you again, everyone all over the world that listens to this little podcast. But uh, Tommy, thank you again, sir. Thank you. Pleasure as always. Mm-hmm.